from the creators who brought you RuPaul's Drag Race and Million Dollar Listing. This is World of Wonders Wow Report. Things that make us go wow. Hello everyone and welcome to a very special episode of the Wow Report. I'm co-founder of World of Wonder, Fenton Bailey, joined by my partner and co-founder, Randy Barbado. And it's a super special edition because this week we have Jessica Chastain, star and producer of The Eyes of Tammy Faye, joined also by Michael Showalter, the director. Um, thank you so much, both of you, not only for talking to us today, but um, you know, for turning our documentary into a little documentary into a big movie. We're so thrilled and honored and we're we're here in New York for the for the premiere. The movie opens today. It's Friday. It opens today. So go to the movie theater and see it. And oh my God, it's so good. Congratulations, you guys. Like it was Thank so you. it was an emotional roller coaster watching it. It was so weird for us. Um, I'm gonna jump in with the first question. The passion. Oh my God, Jessica, you know. When I know you've worked so long to make this movie. In fact, when we met, when we first met about it, I know that was eight years ago because I was on the way yeah. to Topeka where my kids were being born and they're now almost eight years old. And I know you'd yeah. been working to make it even uh, longer than that, like 10 years or something like that. So, so tell us, like, where did the fire and passion come from? Like, why was it so important to make this film? And what were the obstacles? Well, actually, it was eight years ago. It was your guys' documentary. I remember I was on at the press tour uh, on the, like for Zero Dark Thirty, and I saw it, the documentary again, and I just thought, oh, this is the most incredible story. You guys really showed a side of Tammy that I didn't know. I mean, I had just kind of grown up knowing the drama and the media sensationalism of her. Uh, and you really showed the real Tammy. Uh, and I thought, like, wow, this is so important. The fact that everyone's, you know, so interested in how much makeup she's wearing and nobody's actually talking about what she actually did and, and what she stood for. That began my journey of wanting to play her. And I remember sitting with you guys at breakfast and not knowing really what, how, what it meant, but I was just like, I just want to make this, and you guys trusted me. So I'm so grateful for you for seeing my passion and my love for your documentary and trusting me to, um, to get this, put this story together. You saw The Eyes of Tammy Faye, the documentary then, during the press tour of Zero Dark Thirty, which is a, a very dark movie. Yeah. Did, what, did Tammy Faye sort of... I don't know, cheer you up or? <laughs> Absolutely. That's, I didn't even make that connection until you just said that. I mean, Zero Dark Thirty is so much about I'm playing a woman whose entire decade is a quest for revenge. Uh, you know, it's about like she's looking to like it's an eye for an eye. Uh, and Tammy Faye was the opposite. I remember the story you guys told me about her with the those teenage boys that were teasing her and saying terrible things. And she takes in, you know, and then she turns she's like she just turns cheek and she just walks across the street and she says hi guys yeah i'm tammy you know and like you know i just i think it's beautiful um so perhaps in some sense she was medicine uh and she still is medicine for a society that 
hurt just creates more hurt. She was able to know if someone, if meanness is coming at me, it's probably because they have a lot of hurt inside them and they feel unseen. So how can I make them feel seen? And by doing that, she was healing people. Awesome. Um, Michael, we're huge fans of your work. It's, it's smart. It's funny, full of heart. Um, can you talk a little bit about how this film fits in with your body of work and also like precisely what drew you to wanting to make it? Um, I mean, I knew, I knew the story of Tammy Faye Baker and Jim Baker from having lived through it. Um, my, my father is from Roanoke, Virginia. And, and so I kind of, when we would go there would, would kind of be a little bit around, um, people that, that were watching televangelists on television. And so I had a, a kind of familiarity with it and, and also just watching it on TV. Like it, um, like I remember watching it on TV with a kind of strange fascination, kind of the way I might like now I might watch like an infomercial or something like a, you know, like for proactive or like, uh, <laughs> or like, um, like QVC or something. It's like, you can't take your eyes off it. Cause it's just such its own, self-contained world but it's also really entertaining in a way and 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 but also it it's sort of foreign but but yet um incredibly charismatic and I remember feeling that way about them and then of course like the scandal was you know everywhere and and you couldn't you couldn't go shopping without seeing both of them on the cover of every magazine um but I think I always had some sense that like she was like I was I remember being kind of ambivalent about the the her mistreatment like I, I wasn't I certainly wasn't on the bandwagon but I also didn't know everything either and so um I'll try to you know you know to sort of make this as brief you know I have a I also am very fascinated fascinated by Jessica I think Jessica is a really compelling uh, you know, I was a semiotics major in college, and so semiotics, we look at things from all sorts of different angles, and I think Jessica is a really compelling, like, movie star. Mm -hmm. um, she's, she does, she's sort of, and I've noticed her, I sort of see her, I see the kind of, the activism that she does, and the way that she presents herself, and the choices that she makes, and I think she's compelling. So what on earth would I do making a movie with her? But somehow we found each other. Um, and when I knew the kind of movie that she wanted to make and saw your film, um, I, w I was totally on board because I think, Tammy, I love the idea of, of going deeper and, and seeing what's behind the mask. You know, this idea that behind all that makeup is a human being. Um, and then, and to take it a step further to start seeing the makeup as a, as a positive and not even as a negative is that there's something beautiful about her makeup and that it's, it's armor, mm -hmm. yes. it's armor and it's, and it's her, she loves makeup and, and that's good. You know, like she, she loves all that makeup and, and, and it gives her, uh, it gives her, it, it, it's something that she escapes into and it's beautiful. That's right. You know, she had these, um kind of stumpy little eyes she didn't I mean she told us she said you know I don't really have great eyes and and so that makeup kind of like made them 
made them pop, made them unmissable. It was like such a powerful turning something that was maybe a disadvantage into a very powerful weapon. Yeah, I mean, if she were around today with all the eye makeup that that is so like the amount, you know, the smoky eye and the like the thick lashes and stuff, she would be like everyone would be emulating her. You know, she would be I, at the Met Ball. She would have been at the Met Ball. Yeah, she'd be. Yeah, she'd be at the Met Ball. Yeah. To be honest, though, to Jessica, when we first met you and and you said you wanted to play Tammy Faye, I was like, wow, really? Like, because I couldn't, I couldn't immediately see it, and but when I saw the film, oh my god, it was, it was uncanny. <laughs> you know, so often when you watch a film, you think there's a great actress playing a role, and you 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 you're fully invested in the role. Um, but you also know they're playing a role. I, I was like, I swear to you, I felt Tammy Faye was on the screen. It, it was so, it was so intense. Like even like little things, like the way you moved your fingers, like it was crazy. Like when Fenton and I watched it, we watched it on a weekend and we both were calling each other. Like, I feel so weak. Like we, it freaked us out. <laughs> Can I interject one thing too? Is like I don't know if you, you know, Jessica. Jessica studied. You know, I won't speak this, but Jess, Jessica knows everything about Tammy's behavior, and she made this discovery that when Tammy eats like a cookie, she like lifts up her shoulders and kind of like it's this sort of like <laughs> it makes her feel good. Like she, anytime she like eats a cookie, she sort of like lifts up her. <laughs> shoulders and like it's like this little moment and you see it in the movie there's a couple times where she has a little treat like she eats a cookie or she takes a With sip a of her coke break. and she goes uh-huh. and she goes like you know and like <laughs> and it's like that's like next level you know mm-hmm. and that's just coming from her into intuition that's not like she's you know and then I'm going to drink the coke and then I'm going to do that it's like she's just there she's just you became her yeah you became yeah. her yeah, I loved. I mean, it's a strange thing because I never met her, but I love her so much. I feel so je- such jealousy that you guys got to spend so much time with her because I, out of all the jobs I've done, this was the most fun to research. You know, mm-hmm. I just loved watching all the videos of her. I loved watching her crack up um, when she couldn't hold it together. I loved to see watch her reach out to others and get emotional and pray for them and i loved just like how largely she lived life for me i can be quite shy and embarrassed and fenton i i get it like i energetically i i'm more reserved for sure you know like she's so kind of out there with her arms open and it's something my grandmother has always tried to inspire in me it's like leaping into my life um, and not being embarrassed and not being shy and it's easier to play someone reserved and someone you know where you don't have to put so much energy forward but to to study her it really is a lesson of how lucky we are to to be together how lucky we are uh how beautiful this life is and how every moment really needs to be celebrated and um and you need to be grateful for it so i i i'm so grateful you guys allowed me the opportunity to get to know her well that's wow i mean (laughs) i think meeting and knowing tammy was absolutely a blessing and i think so much of what she said and did 
really inspires what we did at World of Wonder. You know, she's our sort of, she's kind of our patron saint, right, Randy? Yeah, I mean, and and you guys may may or may not know this, but Fenn and I are kind of also obsessed by drag queens. Yeah. And, um, oh, we know. Oh, really? And, you know, <laughs> and the thing about drag queens is that a lot of people sort of are either dismissive or they just think it's about hair and heels and, and makeup. But really, our attraction, and we love all that stuff, but we're, really what we love is their artistry, their tenacity, their heart. Like, And now that you're kind of an honorary drag queen, Jessica, <laughs> I wondered, because there is this connection between Tammy and drag yeah. queens. There always has been. And do you, do you share that point of view? And do you feel, did you feel like a drag queen ever while you were making this well, here's the thing. I think drag queens are some of the most courageous, brave people on this earth because to be authentically who you are, mm-hmm. I don't see drag or even Tammy, you know, a lot of people say it's it's like a covering up. I see it more as like, this is who I am inside mm-hmm. and I'm going to share that with you and I'm going to put it on the outside. And that to me is like very, very few people do that because they're too scared. And so... Um, I guess I strive to be that way. I strive to be as, I mean, Tammy had the fearlessness of a drag queen. And when I, and I say that with the utmost admiration for that kind of courage. And I wish more people um, would be authentically who they, they are. Uh, but I'm still shy. Like I saw Andrew, I saw Andrew on Drag Race and he's like walking and like does a spin and like down. And I was like, I could never do that. Oh my gosh. He's like, I, I mean, I always, I get embarrassed really easy. I, I don't, I, like, I never throw myself a birthday party or even when someone's, like, making a big deal. We had the Toronto um, premiere, and it was so beautiful and very emotional because the audience was incredibly supportive. But I started to feel like, oh, I'm so embarrassed, <laughs> you know, like, during the applause because so many people were looking at me, and I need to... I, I strive to to want to be as as fearless um, um, to be looked at as Tammy was and as uh, drag queens are. Oh, it's so funny you say that because just as you were talking, I had a sort of flashback to the premiere of the documentary at Sundance and Tammy was there. And mm-hmm. like when it ended, there was sort of silence and Randy and I were like, oh, my God, the audience didn't like it. And then there was this huge sort of wave of applause and never had an experience like it but it was what it really was was the love for tammy you know and you could just feel this sort of i get a little like choked up just talking about it and i i I was looking uh on the on twitter and you know you had a standing ovation at toronto and i i think people i think two things one that people love tammy faye and two that you really you and michael and the entire cast really captured the whole Tammy Faye experience in this movie. I mean, and I think people need that, that love and that release and that kind of um, sense of, it's not fun. It is fun. It's sort of optimism too, right? And that just the need for that feeling, you know, we're living in a bit of a zero dark 30 every day. Yes. (laughs) I'll just say too, just to continue heaping praise on Jessica, but but (laughs) and, 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 and to a little bit, just go just to, to, to Jessica's performance. And I, I'm, I, you know, it's like, I, I hope, you know, it's like, you know, you don't know if you ever get an opportunity to say these things. So I'll say it now. It's like, 
I think as someone who loves great acting and loves great performances, it's a and that what that standing ovation was for me was it's it's a gift when someone get when someone when an actor gives you a performance like that it's a gift it's a gift to the audience because it's it's rare it's not it it's 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 not every day that you get to see someone at the top of their craft giving all of themselves mm-hmm. to a role and Jessica does that in this movie you know like and and that's a gift whether you like it whether you, whatever you think like just for a second just stop and think about what Jessica gave of herself in this performance in honor of Tammy Faye but I know as someone who's who's, you know, not much of an actor, but has given it a shot. It's like, it's like being an acrobat or or a stunt person. You don't go, you can't go halfway. There's nothing like you, you, I mean, I don't know, Jessica would maybe have a different opinion of this, but what I see of in actors and Andrew the same way is like, you are throwing yourself up against a wall all day long, basically. And you're putting yourself through a lot of pain to get that performance. It's not like, you know, some of those scenes and then all of a sudden she's like, okay, let's go eat lunch. You know, <laughs> like you living, you're putting your body through those experiences and that takes a huge toll uh, of you. And so it's a gift when an actor does that, they're, they're giving you a part of themselves because they put themselves through hell. Was it going through hell to do it? It wasn't, go- I mean, it was exhausting. It wasn't going through hell because I love her. Um, I, I will say one thing that kind of connected me to her is I really felt like her heart was on the outside of her body. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, a lot of people, I think there's there was a misperception of her that she, oh, how could she be authentic? She's crying all the time. You know, that kind of making fun of her, again, in our cynical culture that really just celebrates being cool and aloof and cynicism and she really she wasn't like that so she allowed herself to be a living breathing feeling human being and to be affected by others around her and i knew that i had to be that way so if i was I, embarrassed i remember on the last day you said when when it was done you said i'm going to miss her yeah i'm going to miss her and i do like i still like i hear her voice in my head it's the strangest thing um and when we were shooting you know, I was constantly like, I'm going to allow myself to push myself beyond what I think is possible. Or like, yes, people are going to probably make fun of me. They are going to, you know, they're, you're going to make fun of me. But also she thought that every day and she didn't care. She just wanted to make them smile and she wanted to make them feel loved and she wanted to heal them. And I, and many times at the end of the day, Michael would say something to me and I'd start crying <laughs> even when we're, we weren't shooting because I like it literally, he would say something sweet to me, not, you know. But it would just, I was so, I just kind of felt like, I was like, I've got to somehow figure out how to put my vulnerability front and center in order to play her. Mm. I, I remember when we, um, when we first went out to Palm Springs to persuade Tammy to let us make the film about her. Mm. And we took her out for lunch, right? And then we said, well, what do you, what do we get? And she said, let's do it. And she <laughs> took the release and it was like 190 degrees in Palm Springs. I mean, you know, she, we were completely melting. She was we like... Were, we were dripping and there was not a drop on her. She was like <laughs> flawless. And she signed it on the back of the car. But before she signed it, she says, no, you're not going to make fun of me, are you? Aww. And it was such a moment because, because she is fun and she is about not taking yourself too seriously. And 
and the film is funny. You know, she is a funny person. And I, I just remember that moment and, and like, we were like, nope, we're not. Um, because she was such a, a special person. And then right after that, she did an interview. We did an interview outside. And I swear to God, Randy was filming. I was talking to her. I don't know how we avoided passing out. And she could have gone on for more hours. Like <laughs> that in the broiling heat. I mean, that's such a, a level of trust right there. Just, But also, you guys aren't going to make fun of me, are you? You know, it's just a sense of... But okay, I'm going to trust you. I mean, it's in your documentary when she sh- signs Shepard's book. I mean, mm-hmm. she's just kind of like, I'm going to trust everyone. I'm going to trust that you're going to do um, right by me. And I'm going to keep trusting over and over and over again. And I think that's a quality that I wish more people had. You know, one of the things I really love about your film is like, and I, and I imagine was a big challenge, was landing the tone of it. Mm-hmm. And I felt that like, I thought Abe's script was amazing. I felt like in the original doc, we left a few breadcrumbs about the power and politics of the Christian conservatives. And, and, you know, the world has changed so much. It was the beginning of that. And I felt like you sharpened some of that messaging. Mm -hmm. But I wondered if you could talk a little bit about it and and if you guys had discussions about the tone and, and what role politics might play in the film. Um, I'll say personally, you know, I, it's interesting when I, when I, when I became involved in the movie, obviously, you know, we were in the middle of, of the, all the horribleness politically. Um, and I was listening to this podcast called the dream, which is about, um, multi-level marketing and the history of multi-level marketing in this country, which is, you know, Amway and, and, Lulu, Lulu Row, and and these these communities where, well, I mean these businesses where there's like kind of a product, but it's not really a product, and then everybody, you know, and simultaneously as the as Tammy Faye project was coming along, is that there's this like what he who shall not be named the the. What you know, he was going and listening to that guy. I can't remember his name, but the like the seven. There's some preacher that like the that was that he used to go see in New York, and it was all it's all the same stuff. It's this sort of like go get rich. That's your that's your God given right. Like take take as much as you can, and that it's that it's connected to this multi level marketing, and it's very woven into sort of the American ethic is this idea that like. You know, God wants, and that's what this multi-level marketing thing is. A lot of it, there's a Christian component to it, which is like, go take, go, go get rich and get rich off your friends and family. And, and as this was, and it's okay. There's no moral issue there. Like you're allowed to do that because I think one of the things, this is a really weird long answer. One of the things that I struggle with so much with, with televangelism is the naked asking for money. Uh-huh. is the just, how do you do that? Like, how do you just like look into a camera and be like, give us money, give us more money. We keep needing money. Like I hate asking for money. I hate borrowing money, <laughs> but it's, it's somehow been made okay in that community. Like there's no issue there. It's fine. You're, you don't need to worry about doing that. Um, 
And then if you trace it through, it all gets into this stuff with the Bakers and 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 Reagan and 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 Amway and and that woman the who was the education secretary. Like it, the links are so it's shocking. Straight, like the lines are straight. It's all of one piece. It's not like uh, you know. If you, yeah, it's not like if you dig back there, you'll find it somewhere. It's no, it's like draw straight lines, straight lines, mm. straight lines, straight lines, and it runs right through the Bakers. It right. runs right through the Bakers and 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 Jerry Falwell and all of that stuff. It is a straight line from there to where we are now, and it's I couldn't even come close to understanding it, other than to say it's it's was on all our minds. I, I think about it still to this day, and in fact. Trump as a kid, it was Norman, I think it was Norman Vincent Peale. Yes, Norman Vincent Peale. The power of positive thinking. The power of positive thinking, uh, yes, exactly. That idea that if you dream it, you can become it. It's all sort of wrapped up with the American dream and the idea that if you the, yes. if you buy something, you can be transformed. You know, transformed through a transaction. And it's it's such a kind of complicated idea. But I think the Bakers were slightly different. Do you know, in the sense that they weren't like Falwell threatening fire and damnation if you didn't give. They were like, well, here's a theme park. Come play with us sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, I think also, too, in just terms of human nature, when you look throughout history, I mean, we're, we've had the pandemic. We've all been away from each other for so long. I think we're about to, it's about to be the biggest party that's ever happened. I mean, we kind of go from extremes, you know, um, we went from the Spanish, the 1919, you know, Spanish flu, and then all of a sudden it was the Roaring Twenties. So it kind of, and I, I think with, with especially with Tammy, growing up in this Pentecostal environment where it was like you can't have makeup, you can't have like anything fun. Um, now here's a world where actually, like, why can't we have beautiful things? Like, you know, why can't we do, you know, love each other and wear makeup and dance and, you know. Um, love who we love. Uh, so I, I really think also too, it's a reaction to the, her childhood where she was like so much without that for her, like God was about beauty and love. And I don't think she saw it in, in the no. sense of like, I need to be ambitious no. and gain, gain, gain. Whereas Jim, I think wanted to build the Christian Disneyland, the empire. And for Tammy, I think she just wanted to be surrounded by beauty and love and and fabulous things. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 It, 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 and the, it was that that thing where she combined fabulousness with her Christianity that was so irresistible. Like, I remember sometimes being with her where you'd have this huge ice cream sundae, and then she'd whip out the Bible for a few minutes, and then get right back into her thing. Like she could. It was all part. It was so genuine and authentic. It's sensual. It's, what's that line in the movie where, you know, he says uh, Jesus is, is fun or something like that? Andrew has a line where he says, like... Not a drag. Know, what? He says, doesn't he say, God's not a drag? God's not a drag? Yeah. Like, it's, it's the whole <laughs> idea was, like, let's have fun. This can be fun, yeah. you know? Like, this doesn't have to be all whatever. And, 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 and But I do think they kind of got caught in the buzzsaw of, mm. of, of Falwell and all of that stuff. Uh, yeah. I got to ask you, have you been following the Fullwell Jr. story? Yes. yes. I yes. mean, it's so delicious, right? <laughs> I mean, but isn't that always the way? Yeah. Where there's smoke, there's fire, right? Like, come on. 
Right. That's so true. That is so true. Yeah. I, I'm, I know, like, I just want to ask you about, like, you know, Tammy is seen, and this is something I haven't figured out myself. You know, Tammy is seen as a camp icon. So you make the film and you, you want to somehow, avo- you want to celebrate that camp, but avoid creating something that is just camp because people think camp is a, mm, Bad word. like a guilty pleasure or something not significant. How was it negotiating that tonal thing all the way through the film? Like, because I thought you did it so well. Like, well, I guess for me, because I, it is true. It's like she enjoyed larger than life anything, and I think that's probably what you could say. Like, made it a bit camp. Um, I could, you can't ignore it because it's like so much of who she is. I mean, even you're talking about her. Uh, eating the Sunday and then having the Bible or in your documentary when she goes, you know, I'm addicted to Diet Coke. That's the only addiction I ever had. I mean, it's just like so kind of like, you know, larger than like, you don't say like the fact that she said that is so funny. And it's, it's like, um, she didn't have any uh, restrictions or she didn't ever really censored herself about what she felt and what she wanted to enjoy. And perhaps like for me, being able to celebrate both is she's someone that, you know, society tends not to like women who take up a lot of space in in our history. They don't like women who take up too much space in the room, whether or not be like the things you say, the sound of your voice, you know, um, the clothes you wear, the makeup, you, you kind of, you know, we've been raised to be demure and, you know, um, mm-hmm. smaller. And Tammy Faye never really was going to do that. So to have to embrace fully that aspect and then also to ground it in like, well, why is it happening? Like, you know, the Steve Peters interview um, or anytime she's with something, like even the um, the penile pump, mm-hmm. I was asking myself, like, why would she want to do this interview? And then I thought, well, maybe it affects her personally. Maybe she's confused because she's in a situation right now where she feels like, her husband may not um, want her or um, see her the same way he did in the past. And she's now saying, well, this is something I'm wondering and I'm going to put it out there for the world. So it's not just a joke that we're like landing, like, look, she did this. Isn't that silly? Mm-hmm. Everything that she did that was kind of larger than life, or can I tried to connect it to, well, what could, it, and I don't know because I never met her and that's a very personal thing. But as an actor, you have to create, like, secrets that you have. So I tried to go, well, how can I ground it in why Why would she be interested in, in this subject matter? Mm-hmm. Um, and usually when you're interested, it's because something affects you personally. Michael, what's your perspective? Um, it's, a, it's a great question. I, as a, direct, as a director, like, as aesthetically, like, I don't think I could – I love I love camp. I love that genre. I don't think as a director I have it in me to do that. Like I wouldn't even know how to do that. Um, I think I, but I agree with you that it's. I mean, I love that genre. Like, there's nothing. I'm not. I don't. It, like, where that's in. Well, it can't be campy. It can't be campy. It's true that it's not campy, but I wouldn't mind it if it were. It would just be a different way to go. Um, I, the, the genre that I sort of had in my mind, which is another word that I, another genre that I think gets a bad rap is melodrama mm-hmm. because I love a good melodrama. I think mm-hmm. melodrama in its in in an elevated form is is very artful and very amazing and so I thought of it a little bit more as that as like um an old melodrama 
and and because I think that the bakers live their lives in this very we we talked about you know Jim and Tammy like have that performative way of being where they're performing even when there's no audience kind of there's this like performative quality to them you could I guess you could call it like histrionic a little bit um and so those bedroom scenes to me especially felt like melodrama scenes out of a melodrama and um so I directorially wanted to do something that felt lush and colorful and very stimulating you know like the 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 wardrobe and the colors and the, the 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 hair and the makeup and the music there's so much coming at you to stimulate an audience and they were like that like these you know in some of the research that we looked at the the fascinated by like how crowded this the set always was it was like there would be like 30 people on stage at all times. It's like, who are these people, you know? And so it's like, if you, if you go back and, and look at the movie a little bit, it's like in all, in the montage scenes where there's all the like, God loves you. He really does. It's like, there's five other people on the sofa and you don't know who they are. Like when, I when, loved when all that, that was yeah, so like, great. Like, like when Tammy does her big apology, you know, her big, her mm-hmm. big, it's, it's not all about the sparkles and stuff. And there's like five other people on the sofa with them who you don't know who they are, but it's like, because they just wanted this, like, they just wanted volume, you know, <laughs> they just wanted volume. And so there's a scene from the movie that I love visually where, where we cut to, it's, it's, they, they've done it, you know, they've built PTL, it's, it's Tammy in that unbelievable outfit singing that song. Christmas? Yes. And we do this like really wide shot where you get to see the whole studio and it's just packed. There's just like so many people on the stage and there's so and there's people walking from one stage to another. And Jessica and we we all talked about it. It's like 24 seven. It was just like that place was rocking. Mm -hmm. And and so I, I wanted I wanted to capture the kind of like overload of it all. You did such a great job doing it and, and, but keeping the whole thing grounded. Like you, both of you just like to take this loud character, this loud story to give us all that, which we want, but without it, it, you know, and, and, but just to keep it so grounded, I'm, you know, I'm not going to say anything more positive. That's it. Um, (laughs) Well, but also too, I was in, oh, sorry. I was just going to say, I was interested in the Tammy beyond what the jokes were. Mm-hmm. So I was like, who is she as a flesh and blood woman? And even mm-hmm. you talking about like the ice cream, I found something about Tammy that was so sensual, like the way she loved mm-hmm. food, the way she loved clothes, the way she loved um, makeup, the way she loved strangers and hugging and touching. And, you know, mm-hmm. she loved so like so um, greatly. I wanted to really kind of focus on that flesh and blood aspect of Tammy that maybe the media had kind of ignored because they had like a cardboard cutout of her in some aspect. Well, I, th- I think that the weird sort of thing here is also that when, you know, Michael, you said even in the bedroom, they were sort of performative. And I think that we're living in such a media saturated age, you know, ever since MTV came along, we're all kind of performative now, right? We're, we're, I mean, even TikTok, Instagram, we're sort of all on all the time. And I think they were kind of prescient in a way of, of seeing that the camera is kind of like part of our lives and we're all on, on TV 
one on some kind of screen. I mean, look at us here now. Here we are on a screen, and we're it's the screen age, right? And we're all in it, up to our necks in it. Like, and so that that idea that that is inauthentic—that's the old-fashioned idea that has to be sort of retired. And they were sort of very forward about saying, "No, look, we're in this sort of television age." Didn't we talk about that they were sort of reality television? Yeah, yeah, it was the beginning of it. Right. Yeah, and you know, there's a scene in the movie. Like, I don't know if it's a spoiler, but you know, she there. He's like late to the. She's waiting for him. She has to go on screen without him. He's off talking to Pat Robertson, and in the moment, she just like changes the subject to, well, we're going to talk about being late, you know, today. And then Jim comes on on, and he's saying making stuff up. And it was like this idea that they were just winging it, which mm-hmm. is kind of reality television in its own way. Right. Well, you know, you've been very generous with your time. What's what? What do you want the audience to take away from? Well, two actually, two questions related. What a, what's the biggest lesson you personally learned about her, and what is the takeaway you want the audience to to take from the from the film? I hope I can be the Tammy Faye that, when confronted by people who could be unkind. Um, sees the empathy in them, sees the goodness in them, sees the hurt in them, and understands that um, we're, we don't have to sling things back and forth. I mean, like, there was something that, while I was studying her, uh, and maybe I it was inspired by her, I don't even know, but, like, so often on social media people can be very unkind. And I've Sometimes I've gone in the past and I've like, when why is this person just saying these terrible things to me? And then I go onto their profile and I look at them and then I discover some sadness or something that they're like a big issue that they're dealing with. And then all of a sudden I go, oh my God, if I hadn't taken the time to actually, and, and then communicate with them too, and, and oftentimes, and if I hadn't taken the time to do that, I would have just carried around this sadness of whatever was being said to me. Um... And so that's what I learned, actually, is is to look beyond um, meanness and understand it's probably coming from a deep-seated uh, hurt or pain that someone might be feeling. And that there's the way that you deal with that is the way that you end that cycle. Uh-huh. I, I like this sort of, you know, can't judge a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. That, that we didn't, you know, we made fun of her for the way she looked. We made fun of her for the way she talked. For me, it's about trying to see past the way people look. I think that is a really big problem that we have in our society of, I don't like the way you look. I don't Mm. like the way you sound. And I'm going to make a snap judgment about you based on that. And, And a tiny example that I've been thinking about recently is like, you know, these stories about like, you know, you know, the wrestler with the dreadlocks or something like, like, like that, that they didn't like his hair. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And, they made him- and, and they made him cut his hair. Oh, right. That is something for some reason I've been thinking about is like the hair. Like, like what is it about someone else, the way someone else wears their hair that, that we find threatening or something? For me, it's those kinds of things. It's just about like, let's just stop it with the surface stuff, you know? And, let, let, like, so, and that goes across both ways. That's, that goes both ways, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and and so for me that's what 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 i what i what the message is for me 
Jessica, when I one of the things I will just say about you that reminds me of Tammy is you are so hardworking and Tammy mm. never stopped. You know, she pitched, she produced, she promoted. Pitch, produce, promote, repeat. And like just Randy and I were saying, my gosh, you're like working so hard. Um, mm. So really, thank you so much for for, for talking to us today. Um, and congratulations to you both and the entire cast and the producers on, on what we think is an amazing, we're slightly biased, I guess. <laughs> Don't take our word for it, but we think The Eyes of Tommy Faye is, is an amazing movie. And we're so just honored and overwhelmed that, that, that you would have taken it on. And congratulations, congratulations, I should Congrat- say. Congratulations. On- <laughs> on making it so awesome <laughs> thank you and also i have to say like the something that was really important to me because it's coming out in the movie theaters and it's only in the movie theaters it's not playing both in streaming and theaters is because i really felt tammy's message was um connecting to strangers and connecting to others and understanding we're all the same we're all you know part of this grace mm-hmm. uh and so to be in a movie theater together with a bunch of people you don't know and share that message for us was very important. Um, and so I'm excited for it to open on the 17th. Yeah, so 17th today. Go right now. Today. Today. From here and buy a ticket and go to the movie. Today, it's in the movie theater. And kick off what will be the roaring the roaring 20s of the 21st century, right? Yes, please. <laughs> yes, please. I just want to be back in a group of people who are all dancing and Kissing each other and hugging each other and loving and laughing. Slobbering, slobbering all over yes. each other, sneezing on each other. Yes. I'm all about it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, you guys. Good luck tonight. Thank you so much. Thank you. Bye, guys. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye. Bye.